Hello, Louis Pierre Gignac, President and CEO of G Mining Ventures. Um, we're developing the Token Denzino project in Brazil, and now we're uh, fully financed uh, as of as of last week. You are 481 million bucks worth of finance. Well done, congratulations, and yes. especially in these markets. Yes, correct. A uh, big, big, uh, big endeavor in, in this in this current market uh, to to pull this off, and I'm quite happy with the, the package that we put together. Yeah, well, tell me tell me about that because I think I think that there was a little, a little nervousness in the market as to what it would cost you. You know, would, you know, would would your stock be affected? But it doesn't seem to have been. I mean, do you consider this good value money? Was it expensive money? How are you viewing it? Yeah, look, we we were really looking to, you know, minimize dilution through this this exercise in financing. Um, so obviously, we're very concerned with the, the cost of capital that we would uh, incur with this financing package as well. And you know, I think we're we're very happy to with the outcome of this with a, a stream financing and a, a term loan from Franco Nevada that uh, provides us with a relatively low cost of capital. Right, and, and there's some equity in there from La Mancha too. Um, but, but so just so I want to stick with the money um, for for now. Given the feasibility study numbers, um, you know they're recent, but you know there've been changes in the market. Were you kind of nervous about the ability to kind of stick to the budget which you've laid out? In which case, you know, were you going to ever tempted to ask for just a little bit more from like Franco and La Mancha? Yeah, that, that's actually a good point. You know, through this financing package, we did want to create a, a good buffer in there as well. So, you know, we do essentially have a forty million dollar cash buffer. Um, so. You know, to to account for any variations that may occur, but also to provide uh, you know the the financing parties with that additional comfort that we will have uh, sufficient capital to get through the, the full construction period. Yeah, I know. You, I know you typically would factor in a con- contingency, but some companies we're talking to at that moment are having contingencies on their contingency. You know, because things like fuel. Real, you know, really kind of gone raging through the market at the moment, and the ability to actually secure the equipment that they need on time, and you know, time is money, and all of that. So, did did you have to relook at it, or just a case of feeling confident in yourselves? Yeah, I think one thing is that you know the feasibility study that we issued in February was very fresh. Uh, we had a lot of uh, you know quotes coming into that that really reflected the, the inflationary environment that we're in. And you know, since uh, the last several months, with the cash position that we we had, we've made a lot of commitments towards purchasing mining equipment, uh, processing equipment, uh, infrastructure buildings, and you know, so far we've spent twenty million on the project with uh, another seventy million of commitments um, in, in terms of expenditures toward the project. And so far, everything is fitting very much in line with our feasibility study budget. So. You know, as it stands now, we're we're quite comfortable with the estimate that we uh, put together, and don't don't expect large variations to it. Right, and, and um, that's in terms of cost. But what about in terms of timing? Because we we talked about the difficulty of getting stuff into Brazil when we spoke last. Yeah, correct. And you know, the the mining equipment was procured several several months ago. Actually, we we have our first shovel uh, in country as we speak, uh, and we'll have four uh, mining trucks delivered uh, in in a few weeks' time as well. So we were very strategic in placing those orders well in advance uh, in anticipating these long lead uh, times that we've seen in the market. In terms of the grinding circuit, uh, which is a, typically a long lead item, we've also made uh, the, you know, the procurement for that. Um, so yeah, we're, we're strategically uh, uh, placing those orders to fit with the construction schedule that we placed, that we put together in, in our study. Right, and, and you can, you kind of conscious of the fact that there's a, well, lots of companies kind of slow, slowing down the process that you've just been through because they don't want to announce the market 
in the feasibility studies that you know perhaps the cost of making these marginal projects. Are you, are you confident around the margins that you're also suggesting, not just in terms of the cost of equipment, but at the at, at the other end, the the the, the net number uh, that coming out the other side. I mean, what what are you seeing sort of changing there? Yeah, I think the like you mentioned, fuel is is one item that's gone up since our feasibility study. Um, you know, and that that's really due to the, the price of fuel going up uh, right after we published our our study with the you know the the war breaking out and having the influence it, it has had on on the fuel price. But you know, as you know. In terms of OPEX and down the road, you know, we we don't see ourselves being that uh, sensitive to fuel pricing, given that we're connecting this this operation to the to the grid. So so yeah, we, we see ourselves coming out the end of this project very much in line with our feasibility study budget. And the other factor that's you know playing in our favor as we speak now is is the exchange rate. Um, so you know we we do expect to have sixty percent of our expenditures on the on the project in local currency. And as we've been seeing in the last, you know, couple of months, you know, the the real has been weakening uh, to compared to the dollar. So that that's going to help us offset some some costs as well. And but is that so that concerning you slightly? Because it, we talk about exchange rate and current, current, current currency rates, you know, working against you or or for you. But what, what's actually happening in country in terms of Brazil? Is it still going to be a good place um, for miners to operate? Um, are you feeling sort of confident about what's happening there, whether it be politically or economically? Oh yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, Brazil is, is one of the better jurisdictions in South America for for investing and, and especially in mining. Um, you know, we we see we see many many operations uh, announcing construction decisions in Brazil as well. So you can tell that the 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 environment for investing into Brazil is, is quite favorable. So um, we we obviously feel the same and. and in the state of Pará as well, um, we know that that's a very supportive mining jurisdiction as well. Okay, and the, I guess the, the other the other bit that kind of interests me here is like you've you've gone raise the money. Your share price doesn't seem to have been affected greatly by the markets, uh, quite frankly, which is unusual uh, right right now. Um, po- possibly help with the fact that you're you know so so close to um, you know a construction decision. Um, Firstly, can you just talk to me about the kind of construction decision t- timing or, or any outstanding matters that may kind of stop you advancing? Well, I, I'd say for in terms of our share price, I think that's that's attributable to the fact that we have very you know large shareholders um, with a long term perspective, and they they understand what the game plan is here of you know building this mine, getting it operating, and unlocking value through that process. Uh, so definitely, they they're there to see us go through that uh, that phase. Um, and in terms of next decisions, next steps for us, you know, we, we made a request to have our LI, uh, which are construction permits, extended for, for two years to match with our construction schedule. Um, so we expect to get those in, in you know, maybe as soon as next month. Uh, so that'll be the, the next uh, piece for us to really issue a full construction decision at that point um, and, and take it off. Right. Okay. Okay. And that's the only outstanding um, license or permit that you're waiting for, yeah? Yeah. Correct. I mean, there, there's several LIs, but um, you know, the bills would come in uh, as we need, and, and you know, our idea is, is once we get the initial ones that we require, well, we'll, we'll have sufficient comfort to to make that decision to to start uh, constructing the project. Okay. So you've given us a sort of sense of the timing of this thing, and obviously, it's a big project um, as well. So we'll be throwing off a lot of um, capital, but. You, you, I guess you've got a couple of options here is get your head down, focus on delivering this, right? Which people expect you to do, you know, on time, on budget and all of that. Um, but you can't help but look around and go, wow, there's some deals out there, 
Yeah. There are some deals out there. There's some very undervalued, uh, cash constrained companies who perhaps don't have the access that you do. Um, are you tempted to, you know, for even some of your time or some, some of your, some of your, um, personnel to go and look at things like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. You know, we, we won't be sitting around for two years just building this project. Um, you know, very soon and, and through that through that period, we will be looking for the next uh, projects to bring into the company. Uh, we want to start building that pipeline and building, uh, you know, preparing the next project for construction uh, once we get TZ up and running. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why La Mancha came into G-Mining Ventures. They, they're very much aligned with that strategy of growing the company um, like they've done through their other investments in Endeavor and Evolution where they were early entrants into these companies and grew these, you know, helped grow those companies over the years in, um, you know, tripling or quadrupling in size uh, over, over their investment horizon. So, you know, we're very much aligned with them in, in that respect. So definitely we'll be looking at uh, other opportunities in the, in the future. Okay, but I just want to now understand because, you know, at some point, you know, obviously you don't want to sit around for the next two years just focused on, you know, the, the, the build. Obviously that's important. It's critical. Yeah. But La Mancha's other... You know, factor that they're going to be looking at is that the price that they pay in the short term, in the here and right now, that's where the, the stress is. You know, this may sort of clear itself out by, I don't know, middle of next year, in which case the deals won't be there. So are they, are you ready to move quickly? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a question of how we can structure such deals that we see uh, in, in the market. Um, obviously, we do feel that, like you pointed out, our share price hasn't come down versus other peers, but we definitely feel that we're still undervalued with respect to, to this project and company. So uh, we will be conscious of how we try and structure deals going forward. But but yeah, we, we will be looking uh, at opportunities uh, in, in the coming months for sure. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I, I appreciate you, you feel undervalued. Everyone feels undervalued. Don't, don't take it personally. Um, yeah, exactly. Everything, everyone's undervalued, but but it's a case of you know what can you do with your money now? And obviously, buying cheap is is, is good. Um, so just in terms of the mentality, I know you're surrounded by a few small players that perhaps are you know would would, lo- would love for the access to cash that you, you'd be able to bring to them, but that is a certain type of deal. Would you look? Given you say think Brazil is one of the better jurisdictions in South America, and we've seen what's happening in the rest of South America at the moment. Are you talking about South American type projects? Are you talking about heading back up to Canada? I mean, what's your favorite option? Yeah, I'd say for us, the best fit and, and where we feel there's the best opportunities is in South America. I think North America, we feel, is, is a bit overvalued uh, compared to what we can see in terms of projects in, in South America. So that's definitely where we will be looking. Um, you know, in, in Brazil, yes, I think uh, there's there's several other projects out in Brazil that uh, would, would meet our criteria in terms of size and, uh, you know, quality of resource and, and potential. So um, not not putting names on things, but definitely Brazil is, is definitely a, a place that we're looking at other projects. Right now. Okay, interesting. And, and can you just in, just in terms of um, things that we, should, we could be looking forward to this year, and obviously on the the construction side and, and the LI etc. You know that that's I think well understood. And I guess you can't talk too much about M and A because you, you don't want to give the game away. But you, you've laid out your intent there. Is there anything else that we should be looking at in terms of what you know you're focused on, what the boards have directed you to focus on? Um, definitely, you know, we do have a large land package uh, that's that's unexplored. Um, so we do, uh, you know, we are doing some exploration now um, 
and we will be continuing to to do some groundwork on our property that's you know nine largely unexplored about five percent drill tested at this point so definitely we see upside with the land package that we have so we'll be continuing to to put effort into generating drill targets and doing some exploration even through the construction phase as well. And what's the, what's the capital available for that? Because presumably the recent package is all about the construction of Tocantzino. So how much budget would you allocate to this kind of blue sky exploration component? Yeah, we, we have about $2 million allocated. And, and you know with the cash buffer that we have, we'll be able to you know approve additional budgets in, in the coming years to, to do additional exploration on top of what we already have approved. Right. Um, so obviously that'll be something that we'll we'll manage as we go forward with the cash buffer that we have. Uh, how much is the cash buffer? How, how much have you got available? Forty million. Forty forty million is the cash buffer that we have. But that that's the cash buffer on the TZ project, right? Or is it a Correct. separate forty million? Right. Okay. Well, it's it's essentially for Gimani Ventures as a whole. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not no restrictions on that. Well, if there are, well, what, what are they? The, the, Obviously, the Franco Nevada uh, financing is project related, so that funding is is really going into the project, um, and we do consider exploration to be a call it a discretionary expense that's not completely project related. So that will be within our discretion for the you know the equity that we've raised uh, to, to to spend some of that towards exploration. And so when I do refer to the the forty three million cash buffer that we have, that's really at the, the corporate level. Got it. Okay. Okay. Fine. Well, look, exciting times. Um, well done on the raise. I mean, it was really just to catch up with you and sort of see, you know, how, how you view that and more importantly, what you're going to do with it and uh, give us a sense of timing. Um, so the ambition is still there. Um, thanks for catching up with us today. Thank you. Thank you very much.